0: Radio. In the weekly program, Current Affairs, we now bring you a discussion on political crisis in Karnataka. The participants are political analysts, Sandeep Phukan. Aditi Tandan journalist, initiates and moderates the discussion. Crisis regarding the government formation and the confidence motion in Karnataka is still underway. As we know, starting yesterday, the confidence motion debate was undertaken when Chief Minister of the Ruling Coalition led by the JDS, H.D. Kumaraswamy, moved the confidence motion in the Karnataka Assembly. And we all know, Sandeep, that the BJP has already approached the court earlier and it has got an order wherein. Supreme Court had said that the 16 MLAs who had resigned from the ruling coalition could not be compelled to take part in the proceedings of the Assembly. So that has actually resulted in a major crisis situation. The H.T. Kumaraswamy government is buying time. Yesterday, they started the confidence motion. The governor, on the other hand, Mr. Wala, yesterday sent a letter to the state chief minister and also to the speaker asking the speaker to conclude the confidence motion by one thirty p.m. today. That deadline lapsed, after which the governor has again sent another letter asking for the proceedings to conclude by 6 p.m. That hasn't happened. Meanwhile, the Congress leader, the Congress Chief of Karnataka, Mr. Dinesh Gundu Rao, has moved the Supreme Court again. They are actually arguing before the court that the Supreme Court's July 17 order, whereby these 16 MLAs were allowed to actually remain away from the Assembly proceedings, prevents the Congress party from exercising its constitutional right to issue a whip. So all in all, it's an extremely politically sensitive and confusing situation. How do you see the situation panning out over tomorrow? Because it appears now that the case is going to drag on until Monday.
1: Because that's the next date or next uh, hearing that has been scheduled by the Supreme Court. As you said, that Congress moved the Supreme Court, arguing that their earlier order, where they had exempted these uh, rebel MLAs from taking part in the trust vote, the Congress argues that that order is highly problematic. It takes away their right to issue a whip. And that is why first you saw the legislative party chief, Mr. Siddharth Ramaya he approached the speaker and he said that I want clarification on this order because we were not a party to the case. The rebel MLAs were a party, but the Congress party, the Congress legislative party was not a party to the case that was heard earlier by the Supreme Court. So now they have approached as a party to the case. They also are seeking fresh directions. So all in all, as you rightly said, the strategy seems to be to buy time and if in the meanwhile they can try and persuade some of these rebel MLAs to switch sides again. So far that hasn't happened. We don't know what the weekend brings.
0: Sandeep, also what's problematic for the ruling coalition in Karnataka is that not just the 16 MLAs that stand exempted by the Supreme Court absented themselves yesterday from proceedings. 20 MLAs in all were absent. Out of which there was one more MLA, Mr. Patil if I'm correct, who ended up in a Mumbai hospital. Karnataka leaders of Congress party are actually wondering like Mr. Malikarjan Kharge was um, recorded today in Maharashtra as saying that it's very strange that for a heart ailment, an MLA should travel all the way to Mumbai for some kind of medical treatment as if Karnataka doesn't have enough doctors. So it's a very uh, strange situation evolving. Both sides are exerting pressure. How do you see that? Because MLA MLA is absenting themselves. Also, the BSP MLA who was supporting the coalition earlier abstained saying that he did not know, he did not have any direction from the party chief, Ms. Mayawati, as to what stand to take on the whip. And as you correctly said, Mr. Siddharamaya is urging the speaker to first give a ruling on the whip that he has issued. Horse trading charges are also being made. The governor in his second missive today to Mr. Kumaraswamy has said that I am repeatedly getting petitions that are alleging that you are trying to horse trade now. This is becoming a very politically murky affair, isn't it?
1: Let us put it this way, Aditi, that I think in politics, if it's about perception, this Karnataka, as TV channels have called it Karnataka Nataka, it's almost a drama that's going on. This is both a battle of perception as well as a battle of nerves. Just to give you an example, for example, clearly as on today, the opposition, that is the BJP, has more MLAs than the ruling coalition. The numbers could vary, but as of now, on paper, it stands 107 versus 100. So quite clearly, they have more MLAs on their side. If a trust vote were to be taken, they would win. But the fact is that government is prolonging this uh, trust vote. They want to take it. In fact, Sidharamaya is on record saying that, you know, 20 more MLAs last when he spoke to the media. He said that 20 more MLAs have expressed their desire to speak. So by the time everyone finishes, it'll have to be on Monday. In that case, the ruling coalition perhaps were hoping that they will frustrate the opposition, in this case the BJP and some of these uh, MLAs may become unruly on the floor of the House and if that were to happen then the Speaker is well within his right to suspend them from the session for the rest of the session and that will automatically bring down the numbers and if that brings down the numbers then for all the ruling coalition may just be able to save. So these are all tactics that all political parties will adopt. I mean it's not something that we have seen for the first time. In fact Karnataka is a state where we've seen Operation Kamala so quite clearly both sides will have to play out this battle of nerves very carefully and uh, you saw the BJP MLAs uh, spending the night in the Assembly itself, we will have to wait for their next strategy. But as I said, that the idea is to not do anything that gives the other side DH. That is what is happening right now. As I said, the ruling coalition will try to frustrate and maybe lead to a situation where some of the MLAs become ruly, unruly and there is pandemonium in the House and the Speaker is well within his right to suspend. So those kind of things will be tried.
0: As you said that we would have to wait and see how this whole game plays out before the supreme court because right now the matter is back in the supreme court what does this Speak largely of the politics and the nature of politics in India, Sandeep. This is not the first time we have seen a sitting government being destabilised, or even this kind of allegations of horse trading ahead of government formations. This has, you know, the principal opposition has always been accusing the BJP of trying to stealing a verdict. It happened, and uh, Mr. Surjeetwala, who is the chief spokesperson of Congress, has before the court also. They have argued, you know, today Mr. Gundaro in his application that this is a precedent that this has happened earlier in Arunachal Pradesh. However, the BJP also is well within its right to argue that these are your MLA's. Why don't they express loyalty to you? What about their ideological commitment to your party? So, you know, there are all kinds of arguments on both sides of the fence and it's the larger reputation of the Indian politics at stake, isn't it?
1: It is rather unfortunate and sad if our lawmakers are seen as commodities that who could be purchased. Let us not forget that every lawmaker, every MLA, every parliamentarian represents the hopes and aspirations of lakhs of voters who come out, who vote thinking that, you know, here is my representative who is going to change the law. And if they find that their representative is actually being lured either, you know, through money power or muscle power or offering some kind of government position, ministerships, rather sad. But as you rightly said, and the BJP has also been arguing this, and the Congress hasn't quite been able to answer this, that after all, these are their MLAs, they have resigned, and despite all efforts, they have not been able to bring them back over. Some level, it is also a failure of political management on the part of the Congress party. Even if you take the, I mean, Congress keeps citing the example of Goa. Now, even in Goa, we all remember that the Congress was not being able to, they fell short of numbers, and they were not being able to put up a credible... Combination well in time and that is when the BJP quickly moved in.
0: And in Arunachal, the whole Congress Legislative Party went to the other regional yes, and party. and the
1: common complaint was that Arunachal Chief Minister, Mr. Pema Khandu, who was uh, at one point the Congress Chief Minister, there was all these reports that he had kept waiting to meet the outgoing Congress President Rahul Gandhi in Delhi for three days while he got an appointment with the Prime Minister in a day's time. So these things, also make a difference in public perception.
0: Even in brass tax politics, as you are mentioning that in Goa, we still recall Sandeep at that time, I think the General Secretary in charge was Mr. perhaps Mr. Jigvija Singh. Singh and there was a late start you know, on strategizing, although in Karnataka Congress moved very fast by offering the Chief Ministership right. to Mr. H. D. Kumaraswamy and that sealed the deal for them. But coming back to the Congress and JDS combine itself. We have seen now for over 14 months now, Sandeep, the government has been on a very sticky wicket. You know, it hasn't really settled. There have been coordination problems within the JDS and Congress. We keep hearing of troubles uh, within the cabinet. And senior people have resigned. For instance, Mr. Roshan Beg is a very senior MLA of the Congress party and he was pretty vocal about why he was leaving the party. Ramalinga already resigned and then, of course, I believe he came back. Out of uh, 16 MLAs who have resigned, 12 are from the Congress party. Do you believe that the current flux in the Congress party, the vacuum in the leadership is exacerbating the situation for the party because there is no president and there is no hope to have a president anytime soon?
1: Absolutely, Aditi. I think there is little doubt that the leadership vacuum is clearly manifesting itself, not just in Karnataka, even in other states where the Congress may not be in power, but just look at the way they are fighting. Take the case of Haryana, take the case of Delhi, where Mr. Chaco's confidential letters are viral on social media and that too admonishing somebody like uh, Sheila Dikshit, who has been a three-term chief minister. There is little doubt that Congress at the moment seems the captain of the ship is not there or he refuses to take charge and the others have done little to prevent the ship from going astray. So that is exactly what has happened. And also, as I said, I return to what I tried to say earlier, that at some level, this is also a failure of the political management on the part of the Congress Party. The in charge, for example, Mr. KC Venugopal, Gopal, did he do enough in the past one year to ensure that the coalition runs smoothly? I don't know. Have we seen this? sort of a crisis for the first time? I don't think so. And for example, you would recall at least on two occasions... No, there
0: have been three confidence motions already. Yes. Starting the government formation earlier, it was Yadurapa of course, who became a chief minister for three days, then had to resign.
1: You recall in the past one year, little over a year now, we've seen on multiple occasions the chief minister airing his views publicly, crying, saying that, you know, he's having to do this very difficult job of running the coalition. He's not happy at all then we've seen other leaders other Congress MLA saying that no Siddharamaya should be the Chief Minister and not.
0: I just want to ask you one very important thing. There is an apprehension within certain circles of the Congress party that this whole crisis has actually been triggered by a certain camp within the Karnataka Congress. We know of the tug of war that has gone on between Mr. Siddharamaya on the one hand and Mr. D.K. Shivakumar who happens to be the Water Resources Minister, a very powerful man, the crisis manager of the party in karnataka he was the one who was sent to mumbai to win back these mlas of course he was not allowed to meet them and it is also said in the congress party in certain sections that some of the people who resigned are actually loyal to the siddaramaiah camp
1: it's very clear that uh, 3 to 4 mlas if you recall I would say when this in the latest episode of the karnataka crisis when it started i recall that before the mlas flew out to Mumbai and has been camping there for 10 days now. Before that happened, you would recall that at least three to four MLA's had said that they would take back their resignation if there's a leadership change and if the chief minister is not Mr. H.D. Kumaraswamy and Siddharamaya is made the next chief minister, the new chief minister. Mm -hmm. There were reports in certain sections that that was a plan that was even agreed to or considered by the JDS by Mr. H.D. Devagauda who had once, because don't forget that Mr. Siddharamaya comes out Jantadal family and he has worked with Mr. H.D. Devagauda very closely. Of course, since then they have fallen out and he doesn't share a very cordial relation. So Mr. gowda would be familiar with his workings and uh, which is why perhaps that was also a part of a plan B. But none of these plans have been, Congress and JDS have not been able to put any of these plans to action because none of the MLAs are now willing to come back. That is the simple reality.
0: Coming back to the Supreme Court's order of July 17, Sandeep, it actually left the Congress Party confused also on day one. If you remember Mr. Mr. Abhishek Singh, we yes. came in and said it was a legal victory and let's not... Say Court political points on a legal issue. Nothing legal about it, right? It's a political battle, as you just said. So obviously, right now, it appears that the BJP has an advantage, unless, of course, the Supreme Court comes up with some other explanation on Monday. What I want to understand from you is, how does the anti-defection law play out here? For instance, the argument of the MLAs who have resigned is that we resigned when the assembly session was not even on. We resigned in the absence of a whip. Yes. The Supreme Court order also came at a time when there was no whip in existence. That's precisely the point Mr. Singhvi as a legal brain who argued the case of Karnataka Speaker and Congress in the Supreme Court made. That when there is no whip, then there's no question of the Supreme Court actually imputing any motive to the whip itself. The whip came into force yesterday when the assembly session started. Are or are not these MLA's under the anti-defection law ambit?
1: I think this is the grey area. Congress, Mr. Singh also had said that though the WIP has not come into practice, but there were several other petitions that were pending before the Speaker since February, saying that they had violated party discipline and they should come under anti-defection. So, technically, the anti-defection law comes in. If you defy a whip on the floor of the house, you are elected on a party ticket, the party issues a whip. Whip is a direction given to the MLAs that you have to be present, vote in a certain way. And if you go against that, unless three-fourths of the member collectively go against the whip, then there is no violation. Because three-fourths have decided that they will switch over or they will defy it. In that case, the party does not have the moral authority to carry out the whip. But otherwise, anything less than that, an individual member is bound by the whip and if he violates, he can be disqualified. Now, the extent of punishment, Aditi, that is also something very interesting. It's debatable. What is the sense of punishment? How long can you be punished? There is one sense that once you're disqualified, then you cannot become a minister in the same assembly. So you cannot, you have to then contest an election and then win and then you can become a minister. But there is also this interpretation that can you contest an election immediately or do you have to wait out till the end of the tenure of that assembly? Now, in the case of Karnataka, if that is the case, all these MLAs, if they are all these rebel MLAs, if they are disqualified, they will have to wait for another three and a half years to four years, because that's the tenure of the assembly. Another interpretation says that no, they cannot accept a government position, but they are entitled to seek a re-election, even after they are disqualified. We'll have to actually see what the Supreme Court says. But
0: primus, it appears that they are not covered by the whip.
1: Their argument is simply that how does the whip apply to us, because we have anyways Mm. Resigned on our own,
0: without any duress.
1: Yes, that's the important part. Yes, however, the speaker, of course, maintains that he is well within his right to meet them individually and ascertain whether the actions were voluntary or whether there was some kind of duress. I mean, force applied on them or some kind of allurement. Given to them to do that action, to resign.
0: Yes, so the speaker is yet to decide on the resignations. That's the key part. And the second key part is that the Congress has again moved Supreme Court saying that your order actually interferes with our constitutional right to issue a wave. What I want to ask you is recently we had a similar case in Maharashtra where the leader of opposition in yes. the assembly, Mr. R. V. K. Patil, resigned voluntarily from the Congress party and almost immediately in a matter of few days, I think a fortnight or a month. A he was made a minister. So how does this case in Karnataka stand apart from the Maharashtra case? It's only the numbers that are higher.
1: Two things. One is that in Maharashtra, the speaker is of the ruling alliance the uh, Sena-BJP alliance, so his resignation was immediately accepted, there is no threat of disqualification and then Radhakrishna Vijay Patil who was the leader of the opposition switched over became an uh, Mm. MLA, his son had in any case Sujay Vijay Patil had left Mm. the Congress contested on a BJP ticket and won as an MP, so quite clearly that example is different From Karnataka, simply because the presiding officer in the Karnataka Assembly belongs to the ruling coalition and the speaker is the boss of the Assembly, and that is why he is taking his own time. And as I said, that if this is a battle of nerves and battle of perception, even though the ruling alliance knows that they do not have the number, for all you know, they could be waiting until a situation where the government is dismissed to earn public sympathy. But in all of this, I must say that the Voters of Karnataka are suffering because, you know, there seems to be a complete paralysis of governance.
0: That's right, like the BJP has been arguing of late that we have a massive mandate in Lok Sabha and therefore the moral authority to form the government, although the Congress Party conversely is arguing that they've always been attempting to destabilize our government. Do you think if the Congress Party had perhaps positioned a different General Secretary in charge, because as you earlier just said that Mr. K.C. Venu Gopal, who is also AICC General Secretary Organization of the Congress, he was in every screening committee, screened candidates for Lok Sabha elections. So it was a mammoth exercise. Naturally, he had no time to look after Karnataka at the time of the Lok Sabha elections, at least two, three months. And that was the critical period, wasn't it? Because the government was shaky anyway. You think a better leader, like, you know, I think they sent Mr. Azad, UPA chairperson Sonia Gandhi, immediately dispatched Mr. Azad to Karnataka three days ago because there is a crisis at hand.
1: The fact still remains that Karnataka in Karnataka The Congress had sprung a surprise. Until then, in all the assembly elections, wherever the mandate was not a clear mandate, it was the BJP that had always taken the upper hand. It could be simply because the BJP is the ruling party at the center and naturally many of the MLAs tend to gravitate towards the ruling party of the center. So, whatever it is, I mean, you know, Congress, of course, alleges that money power was used. So... The fact still remains there until Karnataka. Many other states, whether it was Goa, whether it was Manipur, whether it was Meghalaya, Meghalaya, if you recall, Congress fell short by just one or two seats. And yet, on the other hand, the NDA had a massive task to cobble together a majority, but they yet succeeded. One, two MLA's were brought in and they succeeded to form a government. But in Karnataka, it was the Congress who sprung a surprise. They had already in Karnataka that the Congress JDS Alliance was formed. Basically offered the chair, the Congress Prang a surprise by offering the chair of the Chief Minister to H.T. Kumaraswamy and that could not have been done by the BJP simply because they were very close to the halfway mark but uh, they fell short by 5 or 6 MLA's and they could not have offered the CM's chair in, under those circumstances to Mr. Kumaraswamy.
0: The BJP is naturally going all out to play its cards well in Karnataka. doesn't have much to show in South India. As we yeah. just saw, you know, BJP swept the Hindi heartland, swept most of the parts of the country But South India is one place. Barring Karnataka, they have not managed to put up a great show anywhere else. Tamil Nadu has been almost, you know, dry for them. Kerala has been a blank for them. So that kind of a situation for the BJP and uh, Prime Minister Narendra Modi is very clear about the fact that the BJP has to expand its electoral footprint now in the South India. And among the earlier visits of Mr. Modi was Kerala. right? He categorically chose to go to Kerala. Tamil Nadu also is being given a lot of attention by the government.
1: There was a lot of symbolism attached to that visit, if you recall. Rahul Gandhi is an MP from Kerala, but Prime Minister Modi chose to go and tell the people of Kerala that even if you didn't vote for me or our party, we represent all of you, those who voted and those who did not vote. In Tamil Nadu, of course, they have an alliance with the AIA, the MK. The alliance didn't do well at all, but it still gives a foothold to the BJP to go in an alliance for the assembly polls. Karnataka is the only state where not only the BJP NDA has done it, exceedingly well, winning, in fact, 27 out of 28 seats and 28 Lok Sabha seats, they have won 27 and more importantly, this is the only state where they have formed a government before on their own in in South India.
0: Absolutely, that was, I think, starting point for the BJP in South India. Let's come back to the BJP. The fact that Mr. B.S. Yadiyarappa is leading this campaign for the BJP, another version of Operation Kamala. Doesn't it bother the BJP, the ruling dispensation? Because Yadir also comes with his own baggage, right?
1: He had gone out of the party. There was a taint of corruption. So, But let's not forget that he was made the president of the BJP in Karnataka. He led the party to elections in the assembly polls. He is the contender right now. So the BJP would turn around and argue that the allegations uh, have to be proven in a court of law and he hasn't been convicted or he hasn't been, those allegations haven't stopped to him so there is no point there is no point in denying him the leadership that is rightfully his. That is what the BJP would argue.
0: On the other hand, if you look at the Congress camp, Mr. Rahul Gandhi is nowhere to be seen. He is not being seen in Parliament these days. There's question mark on whether he's in India and there is no presence of top leadership amid this Karnataka crisis although as I just said that Mr. Azad has been around and Mr. Ahmed Patel is involved. But there is, there has to be some kind of ownership and if you speak to many Congress leaders there's this huge vacuum which is only building up, a negative spiral which is building up in the absence of leadership, clear chain of command. No CWC meeting has been called ever since Mr. Gandhi put in his papers on May 25th. It's been almost going to be two months now.
1: Mr. Gandhi has made his position clear that he doesn't want to be a crucial decision whether it's Karnataka or any other state and on a couple of occasions when some of us happen to meet him in parliament in the corridor and he would say that yes, the Congress Party should uh, quickly take the decision and have a new leader but he's ready to fight that's what he says But that's one thing to say, but quite another thing to take charge or not to take charge or, as you rightly said, there is a vacuum. Nobody quite knows that who should take the final call. Of course, I understand that most of the senior leaders are turning to Sonia Gandhi for direction, even with regard to Karnataka crisis. Karnataka crisis, this is something that has come up suddenly. This has been brewing for some time. Mr. Rahul Gandhi was at the helm of affairs for quite some time. But did he act swiftly enough? Did he act Effectively enough, these are questions that will be asked, that should be asked. And this is not the first time. You recall, even Nitish Kumar was part of the Grand Alliance, Rahul Gandhi. If you recall that when finally he parted ways with the Mahagadbandhan, with Congress and RJD. Rahul Gandhi, I recall that uh, there was a parliament session going on even at that time. And Mr. Gandhi said that I knew that this was going to happen for some time. Now the question that followed that, what did you do about it? Did you do anything to prevent it or stop it I think these are questions that will be asked of any party's leadership not just
0: also the fact of the matter is sandeep when the party has lost considerable electoral footprint when the workers are demoralized and the political leaders do not have any clue about their future because there is no central leadership and a lot of people have been appealing to mr rahul gandhi to stay simply because they feel that they have a career or a future with him and this is not the time for experimentation so all that is going on, But a section within the party can also argue that Mr. Rahul Gandhi need not be the president to look after Karnataka right now. He could have generally also paid a visit. Sections of the party do feel that in Karnataka, yes, that if p- he's ready to fight for the party, this is a battle that they need to win and he's not there. But that's besides the point. Coming back to the case itself, do you think that the government is going to fall on Monday? What's your assessment politically?
1: The way they're buying time, if the government had an ace up their sleeve then they would have brought out that A by now. Because after all, it is Kumaraswamy who had uh, called for the trust vote. It is he who sought the trust vote. He perhaps was thinking that, you know, the threat of disqualification would put pressure on some of these rebel MLAs and some of them may change their mind. If it comes to not being able to contest an election or hold a minister's post till the remaining tenure of the assembly, then they might as well come in line. Apart from that stick, they were offered also the carrot. Don't forget that all the ministers have Resigned, and they said that all these MLAs would be made ministers. But clearly, that tactic has not succeeded and Mr. Kumaraswamy or the Congress Party hasn't been able to win back the MLAs so far. In fact, some of the MLAs who had come here and went back again, if you recall that Mr. Nagrath came here and then went back again in a day's time to Bombay, to in Mumbai. In fact,
0: this matter was repeatedly raised by the Congress MPs in uh, zero hour. Congress has staged a few walkouts also in the ongoing Parliament session and Congress argued that their Minister D.K. Shivakumar of Karnataka was not allowed to meet these MLAs whereas the BJP then clarified that these MLAs have given in writing to the police commissioner of Mumbai that yes. they fear for their life yes. from D yes. K yes. Shivakumar. So, yes. comedy of errors or something like? Yes.
1: That. Both the sides are adopting every tactic in the book. To avoid each other or to try and get each other, for example, this morning, the Congress leader in the Lok Sabha, Mr. adiranjan Ranjan he kept insisting to speak on the issue. Lok Sabha speaker, Mr. Om Birla, initially refused, but after, as a special case, he agreed. And on the floor of the house, Mr. Chowdhury commented, without taking the name of the... Karnataka governor, because the speaker had made it clear that you should not raise, talk about any constitutional head on the floor of the House. So he said that, sir, you are the chair, you issue directions, how would you like if the president were to give you directions? So it was quite clear reference to what was happening in Karnataka between the governor and the speaker of the assembly. So yes, I mean, as I said, every side trying to buy time, persuade the rebel MLAs and also doing their bit to raise this issue. Every forum that is available to them.
0: But it appears almost clear now, Sandeep, that the MLA's that have resigned naturally had some political exigencies and expediencies in mind because the Congress is down and out right now nationally, looking at their immediate political futures, isn't it?
1: I think that that is one of the reasons why the Congress and JDS coalition has not been able to persuade none of these actually as I said that the number of rebel MLAs seem to be keep growing I mean the Congress for example claimed yesterday with photographs that one of their MLAs had been Mr. Patil had been kidnapped and then he issued a statement later in the evening saying that I am I came on my own voluntarily I came to a doctor so and issued a statement so fact remains that whatever steps the Congress has taken now it is too little too late perhaps
0: Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. You were listening to a discussion on political crisis in Karnataka. The participants were political analyst Sandeep Pukan, Aditi Tandan, journalist, initiated and moderated the discussion. This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. You can also listen to this program on our website, newsonair.com. You may email your opinion about this program at airnsdtalks@gmail.com. at gmail.com.